From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. NATO leaders agreed ahead of their annual summit in Lithuania to support Ukraine's inclusion in the alliance. However, timing on the matter still remains vague. For more on Ukrainian support from the G7 and NATO allies, we sat down with UK Foreign Secretary James Cleverly, who spoke with Bloomberg's Maria Tadeo on the sidelines of the NATO summit. I'm uh, supporting the Prime Minister and the Defence Secretary here at the NATO summit in Vilnius. And what we are doing is welcoming uh, formally our 31st ally, Finland. And we've also now seen an announcement which will unlock the admission of Sweden as the 32nd uh, member of this defensive uh, alliance. And this is an opportunity for us to uh, take the decisions that were made in the Madrid summit and formally turn them into actions. I'm very pleased that we are making progress with regard to our commitments on defence spending. We are making progress on ensuring that the uh, alliance is able to address the full range of risks and uh, challenges that confront us. And of course, we reaffirm our ongoing support to Ukraine and we will be discussing their pathway ultimately to NATO membership. And sir, thank you so much for that. Uh, President Zelensky has just landed uh, here, but on the way, on his way, he put out a tweet which was an angry tweet. He talked about NATO and Ukraine. Ukraine respects its allies, but it also merits respect. So it is understood that he has probably seen, heard something he did not like. What is it that he doesn't like? Well, we are discussing how we support uh, Ukraine in their self-defense against Russia's uh, brutal invasion. And we're, of course, also discussing uh, how we support Ukraine once the war is over and ultimately how we uh, see them as becoming a member of NATO, of this uh, defensive alliance. Those discussions are still ongoing and the decisions around the uh, final text, the final communique and therefore the NATO's final position will be conducted later on today. So the communique is still up for play. That's basically what you say. It's, it's, it's still not done and we will wait for President Zelensky to get here and work that final communique. But the Ukrainians have made it very clear. They know they will not get a formal invitation. The country's at war. Everyone gets that. But they do say we want a political invitation that makes it clear in the communique on paper we will join as soon as conditions allow. Will they get that? Well, what we have all said is that we stand by our Bucharest uh, commitment. Jens Stoltenberg has said that Ukraine's rightful place as, uh, is as a, a member of NATO. We are focused on supporting Ukraine in their self-defense, and we are discussing the, uh, the future pathway for Ukraine to enjoy NATO membership. But based on what you know at this point, that is not in the text. The text is still does not carry well, this reference. So the text is being discussed 
uh, as we speak. This is part of what the summit is about, and therefore it would be completely inappropriate for me to speculate on the content of the uh, final communique because that is being worked on literally as we speak. And let's talk about security guarantees because that is bilateral and the Prime Minister has been very vocal that the UK is a massive supporter of Ukraine and that could include those bilateral uh, guarantees and security guarantees. What are you going to offer on a bilateral basis to Ukraine? Because that you can decide yourself. Well, what the UK is very proud of is that we supported Ukraine with equipment and training prior to Russia's full-scale invasion in February of uh, last year. We will continue to support them until they are successful in regaining control of their country. And then, of course, we will support them, as other countries also will, in ensuring that this does not happen again. The nature of that of course, will be dependent on circumstances. So again, uh, it's not something I want to speculate about here and now. But we have made our commitment clear that we support Ukraine until they're successful and then we'll support them to make sure that this cannot and will not happen again. And that communique that will come out tomorrow from the G7, presumably, allegedly, the UK will join and sign that on. But you still don't know what kind of guarantees you're willing to give them, but you will sign on whatever gets agreed collectively tomorrow. Well, we have absolutely made it clear. The UK's position is absolutely clear that we will support Ukraine in its self-defence in the here and now for however long that takes and that we'll continue to support them in the future to ensure that they can never again be subjected to the kind of brutality that we've seen from Russia. And just final question, what is your message to the Russian Federation? Today we heard from the spokesman for Vladimir Putin, Dmitry Peskov, and he said, this is now a very dangerous road that NATO's heading to, and we're obviously keeping a very close eye on this final community. What's your message to the Russian leader? My message to Russia is remove your troops now. Russia is the aggressor. Russia sent its troops into Ukraine. Russian missiles are targeting civilian infrastructure, civilian centers. Russia has been the one that has escalated uh, throughout this. What the uh, friends of Ukraine are doing is helping Ukraine defend itself against that Russian aggression. We are proud to do so, and we will continue to do so. The Kremlin machine, they say that the UK is the most aggressive of all. Is that something that you say, OK, I take that, it makes me proud? The Russian tanks were the ones that flowed into Ukraine. The aggression came from Russia. We are supporting a country defending itself, defending the UN Charter, and defending the concept of sovereignty and territorial integrity. And I am proud to defend those principles and help Ukraine defend that country. That's UK Foreign Secretary James Cleverly speaking with Bloomberg's Maria Tadeo on the sidelines of the NATO summit in Vilnius. For more interviews like this, subscribe to the Bloomberg Talks podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.